Hello everyone, what's babbling? This is Psycho Babbles with Miranda and not Lauren. Greg. Yeah, with Greg, the imaginary Greg. Lauren is here, but she's not gonna contribute. Yeah, she's not gonna contribute any thoughts because this is another review episode, and as I've clarified before, review episodes are boring and they take forever, so I'm not gonna subject her to that cruelty. Anyway. Yeah, you're welcome. I think this is episode 70, oh, what is it? Oh, shoot, did I mess up? What episode is this? 74? Yeah, 74. This is episode 74, and we'll be reviewing units 11 and 12. And so, uh, hopefully this shouldn't be that hard for me to recall everything, because we literally recorded all of these episodes yesterday and today exposing myself again but let's just get through it so unit 11 was development and aging through the internet again subject i didn't really like so i'm gonna try to explain it the best i can try to sound enthusiastic um but it's okay i have my opinions and i think it's okay that i didn't like one unit anyway so the first episode we talked about just the risk of toddlers in general um, and Lauren kind of went off on this one because she doesn't really want kids. It could be subject to change. We don't know. But as of now, she has very strong opinions on why she doesn't want to have toddlers. So if you want to hear her outburst, you can go back to that episode. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. No, I didn't. I said, we know how Lauren feels about kids. And then you said, oh, you want to know how I feel about kids? I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. See, we'll have to review the episode, because I'm pretty sure that's how it went down, but maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Yeah, um, so basically, the narrative is that technology is dangerous for children, when the reality is children are a danger to technology, because guess what, their grimy little fingers are gross, and they're gonna make your machine gross, and also, they don't have the concept of value, or worth, even though I think those are the same, but anyway, so, they're not going to care about the fact that they're holding a phone in their hands and they don't have the developed movement skills to not fall and break things. And so they're going to fall and then your phone's going to fall and then your phone's going to break. But the child won't break, but the phone will break um, and just all of that kind of stuff. So toddlers are risky. Um, and then we moved on to the next one where we actually talked about like children developing with the internet uh, and how again continuing this theme of the internet's not a danger to children it actually helps them rather than hinders them um and so like first off we had uh like toddlers learning new words just as well through the internet um than in person and then actually they can acquire like the same amount or even more reading skills over the internet through like interactive books and stuff um also, like, visual spatial awareness through, like, video games. Um, and then just the fact that, like, there's really no evidence to support a lot of the narrative that, like, articles like to push. Such as, like, um, we should limit access to video games or there should be no TV during mealtimes. Like, really, there's no evidence suggesting that those are bad for you. Um and there's just, like, a lot of fears that parents have. And so, like, what were some of those examples? Um, one was socializing used to be pretty scary because people would communicate anonymously. But now things have changed and we can really only communicate with our friends if we want to. Um, 
also back in 1990s like people who were on the internet were actually lonely but that's because not a lot of people were actively on the internet and now it wouldn't be the same because there's so many more people online also they're worried that kids will be spending too much time online when they could be spending time doing other things but again it's like if you're going to spend your time like you could be spending your time reading a book and like that's not bad for you and like the internet has been proven to not be bad for you so like why should they not be allowed to? So those were just some reasons why parents panic. Um, and then the next episode, we talked about, um, like, just the actual evidence. And here we kind of found that, like, the internet doesn't have that big of an effect on, like, a child's brain structure and stuff. That's more, like, genetics. Um, and there's actually a positive relationship between things like internet use and participation in real-life events. Uh, kids who use the internet are proven to feel less lonely, which is another thing that contradicts what people think. Uh, the one that shocked me was beauty ideals and how the use of like TikTok or Instagram didn't really predict like the internalization of these ideals. Um, and yeah, so the evidence again doesn't really show that the internet hinders children. And then we moved on to. Uh, episode 64 I think they can probably hear that hear what you opening a chip bag anyway um then we moved on to parenting and like just kind of tips for how parents should parent using the internet um here we learned the Goldilocks hypothesis um which was saying that like too much internet and too little internet might have negative effects but um Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but like moderate use could be just right, just the right amount of positive effects. So God, Goldilocks hypothesis. I thought that was a clever name. Um, and then basically there are three types of parents when it comes to like uh, internet use. There's the enablers who just kind of let their children do whatever the heck they want with um, the internet or technology. Then there's the limiters who actively, like, engage with, like, widespread concern um, for the internet. And also, um, and also, like, work to take or limit time online. And then there's the mentors who let their kids use the internet. um, And they just take the time to, like, teach them how to be responsible using the internet. Um, And they tend to have more successful outcomes with kids who will eventually grow up and like still be using screens and stuff like that. Whereas limiters, um, they tend to see children who have a lot of problematic behaviors because again, all of a sudden, well, you're limiting them, but in the long term, they're not going to have the skills to navigate the internet. And that could be a bad thing. Um, and then moving on, I think that was it. That was all we talked about for children. And so then we moved on to, uh, the two episodes that I did not enjoy, which were, it was adulting. Why can't I remember? Sorry. No, that was a different episode, I think. I think I already did the review episode for that one. The statistics one. Which one was that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember. Maybe I haven't recorded that one. Maybe I have to do another episode. No, you literally did it, Miranda. 
No, I'm saying like I don't remember review going over that one in a review episode. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe I have to go back and record another episode now. Well, dang it. Now I'm adding more episodes. Anyway, the one I was actually talking about uh, was uh, like the internet and older adults. And the theme of this episode was positive results. Um, basically, there's a lot of positive like correlation between like um, aging and internet use and like... Uh, like signs of uh, social interaction and health factors. So basically like the more internet or the more older adults use the internet, the more likely they are to not see a decline in like cognitive processing. Their health can be better. They can take more action to take care of themselves. Um, And they just feel like more social. They have more connections to people. Um, So positive results. There were a lot of positive results with that one. And then the next episode, we talked about the barriers and attitudes of older adults. So, like, barriers included things like uh, not feeling like they have a lot of skill using the internet, so they're not really comfortable using it. They feel like they need to ask for help, and they, that can embarrass them. Um, they might have physical disabilities that make it difficult for them to use the internet, so they just don't use it at all. Um, and then we moved on to attitudes, which included things like mostly positive attitudes, Um, which were things like uh, it's important to have broadband. Um, They use the internet every day, um, like usually several times a day too. They just have like really positive attitudes towards the internet. Um, And then we talked about kind of a sad one for the last episode of Unit 11, which was the, the digital divide. And this is the divide of like so many people do have access to internet But at the same time, there's still so many people who don't have access to the internet. There's like, I think the number was 11.4 million or something like that, 11.6 million. Um, And this is so bad. This disparity is terrible because there are teenagers in school who like can't even complete their homework because they don't have access to internet. And especially this came out big with like COVID where everyone got moved online and some kids just didn't have access and the schools weren't prepared. Um, and like all this federal money started going to like increasing technology use and internet use, but like it wasn't anything outside of the school. So like kids still weren't able to access the internet at home. Um, and a lot of them would have to go to more public spaces. Um, and it's just really difficult for them. And it's like, it shouldn't be that difficult. And here was where we watched that video that made me cry where the two groups were competing and one group got the tablets and one group got the books. And like the kids with the books were just so utterly defeated because they were falling behind because they just didn't have the access that people with technology did. And it's really sad. Um, But yeah, that was the last episode of Unit 11. So then we moved on to Unit 12, which was about personality and the internet. So we started off with the big five uh, personality traits. And here we just talked about my scores. So again, if you're curious on where I rank on personality, then I would go listen to that one but essentially the big five are extroversion uh agreeableness conscientiousness neuroticism and um openness to experience and um essentially they there was an article where this woman thought that this was the most reliable one because you're scored on a spectrum rather than forced into a category that you may not fit into a hundred percent which I agree with, but also, like, my results were kind of weird. Not weird, but, like, they were very different between 
the categories. So yeah, then we moved on to the next episode, which was about introverts. And so here we talked about the fact that our society is very much geared towards extroverts, when in reality, like there's a lot that we can learn from introverts and that there's nothing wrong with wanting to take time for yourself or be in solitude. And oftentimes they like to do the tasks that other people don't want to do. They thrive in solitude and that's where creativity most likely happens. Um, And so basically we should just take time to balance out our society and give them a chance because extroverts are seen as like the dominant trait, I guess, in like the ext- on the extroversion scale. And it's like, it just shouldn't be that way. Um, and then we talked about the proportion of variance. And here's the episode where I really confused Lauren because this is just saying like how much, how much influence does a variable have on the variance of scores? Um, and we related this to personality and we found that a lot of things online actually personality could not determine the variance between that um and so basically like personality is just not a good indicator of different behaviors online um and then we moved to cambridge 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 i think i was saying it wrong no cambridge cambridge or cambridge 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 Analytica, which was a company who the they were using like really unethical research methods. They were taking data from like millions of Facebook users and they were claiming to use it to like figure out people's personality and then gear advertisements towards them. And so there's this big scare of people thinking that it was skewing the 2016 political election. And basically the research just pretty much or not the research, but the reasonings that they gave just showed like Here's why you shouldn't believe they would have even been able to do that. And it was just things like personality is not a good indicator of political views. Um, What was another one? Mm, I'm blanking here. It's really hard to change someone's opinion when it comes to political views. Um, And then also Cambridge, 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 I can't remember. Uh, This company went down pretty fast. Um, Republicans didn't even like the company and they were like really pushing Republican ideas. Um, So basically unreliable. So people really had no reason to be afraid. Then we talked about selfies and how we look, well, selfies for one aren't anything new. Um, Although the word is very much in recent years. Um, But we also addressed why we look so different in selfies. And this is just because we're used to seeing ourselves in like a mirror and that's how we perceive ourselves and then the brain our brain just like tricks us because when we look at a picture we take a picture of selfie it flips our face so that or it doesn't flip our because when we look in a mirror that's it's flipping our face right so when you take a selfie it doesn't flip your face and so now you're looking at yourself the way other people see you but because you're not used to seeing your face that way it looks weird to you because again like or i don't think i even mentioned it but our faces aren't asymmetrical some people do but most people don't the majority of people yeah the majority of people do not and so like when it's flipped it's not gonna look the same and we're not used to that and so our brain tricks us into being like oh my god is that what I really look like to other people and then you just think you're so ugly but trust me you're not and like you just have to get used to it so like they recommended taking more selfies also try to take them further away 
um, because the closer you get, the more skewed, skewed, um, distorted your face becomes. Um, so yeah. Then we talked about the humble brag, which is where you are trying to like elicit feelings of sympathy and uh, also like admiration. Um, and so you're just trying to brag, but you're trying not to seem full of yourself. And it's just really annoying. It's basically worse than just flat out bragging. Um, and the studies support that. So if you're going to want or if you want to show off, just brag, okay? It's better than doing the humble brag because humble bragging is annoying. Um, but yeah, so that's all we had for unit 11 and 12. I think I have one more. Yeah, I have one more review episode to record unless I have to go back and do the other one. Oh, I might have to do the review of units five and six. That's so annoying. Yeah, because news consumption was in unit five. And I haven't done the review episode yet. Oh, that's so annoying. I have to do another review episode. I thought I was almost done. Okay, well, goodbye. See you next time or talk to you guys next time. This episode of Psychobabbles is sponsored by... Just kidding. You thought we had a sponsor? We actually don't. Miranda procrastinates too much. So I hope you enjoy the last few seconds of just music as we suffer through these next couple of days of trying to get all these episodes done. Goodbye. (laughs)